what is the word on Julie Ertz? You type in her name, and the second thing that comes up is inside her nine-year relationship with Zach Ertz. Not what I'm here for. She is a separate person from him. Ugh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and soccer from all over the globe, getting you that much-needed update each and every week. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, how are we feeling today? Feeling great, ecstatic even. We've got a Ronaldo movement which is insane. Yeah. It's been the biggest transfer window Ooh. I've ever seen. Uh, Spurs are uh, pretty formidable, it would seem. And yeah, Ooh. pretty pretty happy to be here. Yeah, positive vibes coming from Brad. Yeah, and I'm upset. Angry. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo's coming to the Premier League. Uh, yeah, Chelsea, you know, draw. I know you just said that, Brady, but I'm just, you know, saying it in my tone. So, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Brad's feeling optimistic. Dave's pissed off. Who would have thunk I would say I'm, you know, I would say, yeah, makes sense. But, you know, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not pessimistic about Liverpool by any means. It's so early, you know. I don't think you should be. It's, but we will dive into that later on before we get into all that. Quick shout out to Ian, working the ones and twos, cleaning up the podcast, making it the wonderful audio product that it is. And thank you to Jen for helping us run our social media, coming up with ideas for posts, keeping our Instagram interesting. So big news. Yes, Ronaldo coming to Man U, going back to Man U. Mm-hmm. That's what I should say. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not good for every other EPL team because he's, uh, would you say he's still considered one of the best in the world? Force multiplier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was a gap that the team needed to fill, although they did have Edinson Cavani. But why not throw Cristiano Ronaldo back in there? I think it brings them up like 10 plus points this season and makes them actually a legitimate yeah. Premier League threat. Dude's going to score. So, and yeah, Fernandez was looking great. Pogba looks like a stud again. They're going to be very good. Let's mention their defense got a big uh, bump this offseason as well. So, him being added to that team is going to be nuts. And I yep. hate it. <laughs> hate it. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because I've never really got to see him play that much. I think any big player that joins the EPL like that is cool. It's going to be fun to watch, but it's going to be really annoying to play them, more annoying than it already is. But we did sign Lukaku at the beginning of this year, so I can't talk too much about being mad about big, signing a star nice striker. Scoring <laughs> signings. Yeah. So, must yeah. be nice. <laughs> it is. It really is. Other happenings this weekend. It was Brady's birthday yesterday. Ooh. Happy birthday, Brady. Did we have a good birthday weekend? Yes, it was a very great weekend. Celebrated with friends and uh, just was a great time. Thank you for everyone who made it so special. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you're welcome. Happy birthday. You are officially old now. Uh, yeah, that's the so, big 3 Congratulations. Congratulations. You're, you're next. I'm next. <laughs> Dave's Me. next. I'm last. Keeping it young. When is your birthday, Dave? October? October 3rd. Oh, it's coming up quick. Hey, man, it's going to be here but before Brady's you know still it. the oldest. Let's remember that. Yes, Grandfather Brad. <laughs> Indeed. All right, turning it over to soccer. Enough about age, enough about birthdays. No, we don't want to talk anymore about it. <laughs> no, Done. they're not fun anymore. <laughs> the Red Stars this week played Kansas City. Came away with a big three to nothing victory. Yes. If you all remember, 
last week, Brady predicted that this would be a get-right game for the Red Stars. And he was correct. Well done. It is, analyzing soccer is what you do for a living. So, sure, way to be good at the thing you do (laughs) all the time. But still, we're happy. Red Stars victory. Yep, and it didn't happen in the way that I would have predicted it. Woldmo oh, took this one over, yeah. normally known for her defense and hard work, but she ended up getting herself a brace in this game. Uh, won a 1v1 on a corner kick from Mal Pugh, which was wonderful. And then her second was another set-piece goal. You just love to see her active in the box. Really exciting for a number six to score two goals in a game. Doesn't happen too often, so she had to have had a great night, I would say. I also liked how Pew and Watt played. They both looked really good, really direct, um, always dangerous when they when they have the ball at their feet. Very exciting for them. Yeah, the, the Red Stars looked really good in this game, as they should. Absolutely. Good. Happy with the huge victory. Again, we should have had it against Kansas City. They are right at the bottom of the table. Yes. Last spot. So got to bring home the victory. Did it. Coming up next. Gotham FC, the Bat Ladies, September 4th at 6 p.m. is their next game. Keep it rolling. I don't have it in front of me. Where do the Red Stars stand in the table right now? The Red Stars are fifth. They are three points ahead of Gotham right now. Uh, And Gotham, though, does have a game in hand. So they could catch us if they get the three points from this game, which they won't uh, because... No way. The last five games for Gotham, they are 0-4 with one tie. A little bit of a skid for them. They've been tinkering with the lineup. They were playing with a three-back. They went back to a 4-3-3 next game. So I have no idea what they're going to play with this game. They're a good team of passers. There's not one focal point, not one star. So they will make the Red Stars chase them all over the field. That will be their plan. And let's hope that the Red Stars can nick a goal early. That would be wonderful and set us off the right foot immediately. And what is the latest on Julie Ertz? Has there been any news? Honestly, more of the same. Still don't know. Mm. Needs to be hopefully soon. Mm. Need it. Gotta have it. Right. Or maybe they're saving it right for the very end. So right when you need her to come in, bam, she's fresh. Fresh legs flying around the field. Would love to see that. Sure. So let's keep it going. Red Stars, Ertz, Julie, please come back. We would love to have you. Moving over to the fire. Also a winning team this weekend. Yeah. Played the New York Red Bulls or the Red Bulls of New York. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? How about that? How about that? Threw you a curveball. Wasn't ready for it. <laughs> this game was a little chaotic, at least to start off with. Yep. Both teams were trading shots. The Red Bulls have a run in the second minute. Fire have a run in the sixth minute. Everyone's all over the field. A really scary moment for the fire in the 13th minute where Andrew Gutman intercepts the pass from Tehran. It was a bad, lazy pass. Yep, you're right. Those are the right words. Yes. And Gutman breaks free, passes to Fabio right in front of the goal. Fire defense, give him a good look. Thankfully, not able to execute there, but woof, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any game against the Red Bulls is going to be chaotic. It's a great word to use. They love to press, they love to create duels, and it just makes the game pretty exciting to watch, but also very stressful because it's, the ball's just going to be bouncing around everywhere. Not great from Tehran in this moment, but he's going to prove to be a little bit better to create the opportunity for the goal. Yeah, absolutely. In the 32nd minute, showing off his high, high throw in, which I still love that move. It seems Mm -hmm. like some teams just don't know what to do with it, which is kind of the idea behind it, I would think. Tehran gets it in the box. Pinball action, things going crazy. Barrich is able to put the ball in the net in the middle of all that madness, but the flag goes up, no goal. But wait, they review, and actually it is a goal. So yay, but what? (laughs) I need you to explain this to me, Brad, because this is what you do. Uh, what, What happened here? 
Yes, this is very high-level offside comprehension. This would not be on the first test. This would be second or third test. in 300 your... level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so to start, you cannot be offside on a throw-in. You can go anywhere on a throw-in. If it's your attacking right. throw, you cannot be offside. You could stand right in front of the goalkeeper and all the defenders could be right at the half line. Doesn't matter. You cannot be offside immediately from the throw-in. Herman, quiz for you. When does the offside line get started? Like, when do we decide, okay, wherever the defenders were right now is when we decide that's where the offside line is. Well, in normal play, it's when the ball is passed. By? You're close. The person possessing it. Mm -hmm. To a teammate. It is your teammate dictates when that offside line gets set. No one on the fire touches this ball until Barrich does after the throw-in. So Barrich yep. is not offside at any point here because right. you can't be offside on the throw-in and then no fire player touches the ball. So then mm. he is just free and clear to knock this one into a pretty much wide open net. Uh, it's good striker play here and he's been so snake bitten. These are the type of goals that get yeah. you going. Yeah. So lucky though. Like what are the <laughs> chances where it falls into your feet and then everybody's just incredibly confused because he's two feet behind everybody else and, it, and oh he's not offsides yeah sure it's the only way he scores well a little rude <laughs> uh yeah, angry so at him. if you notice even players are confused by this play hence why long throws should be done by every team i agree with you there herman or, they're just difficult to defend because there's not mm-hmm. enough pace on the ball to just clear it one time by a defender especially if you've got a bunch of people in there jumping around. Very difficult to play defensively, and all you're looking for is a weird, awkward bounce. Barrage gets one right here. Nice. I So the, the flag going up, is it because, like, is it mostly out of instinct from that line judge who's like, there's no way that a fire player didn't touch the ball and Barrage was offside? Or wh- why why did the flag go up at all? Did he think... That's what he saw is another fire player. I think he just saw him past. Like, I Mm -hmm. I bet you he didn't even think about, did it bounce off somebody? Okay. He probably just put it up because he's like, oh, he's like two feet behind everybody. Because that (laughs) seems, it seems like actually, I mean, you need to understand the rule, but once you understand it, it seems very straightforward that on a throw in, you can't be offside until your team touches the ball. And if you're the first one to touch it, done red bulls chaos yeah also it just shows you us. the high level because this right. even pro players are going what well, how could he be in it no that's that is totally that's the law <laughs> aha gotcha so good goal for the fire there couple close opportunities for the red bulls at the end of the first half they're not able to execute one to zero is the score at the half for the fire red bulls get several set-piece opportunities within the first five minutes of the second half. Pretty good defense from the fire. Mostly it's bad shots by the Red Bulls that (laughs) that do not allow them to score. At this point, though, I'm very nervous. I've seen this movie before. I know what's going to happen, and it's not looking great. In the 58th minute, Herbers has a chance to make it a 2-0 to game. This is a shot that a professional soccer player should make. Mm, Puts it just right in the net, and it's a great save from Cornell. Um, So I can't, not hating on Herbers here, but it was close. Yeah. A couple yellow cards come in for the Red Bulls closer to the end of the game. Uh, Here they're just getting desperate to win the ball, make opportunities. Time is running out. And in the 81st minute, Tehran almost blows the game for the fire here, pushes the player that he's covering out of bounds. Might have been some acting uh, from New York as well. (laughs) Uh, But that gives New York a free kick. So it's not not a PK, but the fact that it's just kind of an unnecessary thing for Tehran to do in that moment, just continue to play defense like you have been. Um, Fortunately, New York cannot execute, uh, not capitalize on that opportunity. But this to me is Tehran. I really like him, but he's two kind of bonehead plays in this game. And one of them in a crucial moment when you can't have that. 
In the 84th minute, we see the fire again. Let me, let me intercept you here because Tehran uh, was on the MLS team of the week, which is pretty interesting. And I thought he did play really, really well, but there were definite moments of yeah. boneheadedness, if you will. And yet he still made the team of the week. So congrats, Tim. That's good. I just was, why? I, I, I kind of like that because it shows he's got so much potential and clearly a ton of talent. He's just got to get rid of those bonehead mm-hmm. Calvo mistakes, if we Ooh. will. <laughs> In the 84th minute, the Fire have another chance to make this a two to nothing game. Madron fires a banger and a bending banger that hits the post. Oh, post shots kill me. It is, oh, they look so beautiful until they don't. Right. Uh, so, the fire really have two opportunities in that second half that should have made it a two to zero game. However, they get out of New York with the victory one to zero go fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made it happen. Love a W away from home. That's fantastic. Super efficient. Nine shots four of them on target. Didn't try and keep the ball. Didn't allow the red bulls to come at them. Didn't get out of shape when they lost a 50, 50, you know, you know what the red bulls are going to do. We got our one goal. Shut up shop. Yeah, I still think it was crazy that they won this, though. Still no playoffs, obviously. Seven points out of that last spot. (laughs) But hey, we won one on the road. Anything's possible. There you go. The Fire need to continue winning on the road because on September 11th, 7.30 p.m., we play Sporting KC at Kansas City. International break uh, next week for the Fire. And we got plenty of time to preview that one for you next week. Nice. We were remiss. We forgot to talk about FC Lugano uh, last podcast. So Joe Mansueto, the big old owner of CFFC, has just purchased a Swiss club, FC Lugano. And now we'll have this relationship Mm. where we can send players back and forth, give players some European experience, some European exposure, Lugano is a pretty mediocre club, if I'm honest. Yeah, so not entirely the most exciting thing. The exciting part is more and more MLS clubs are getting these relationships with European clubs. And it's very important as far as your academy is concerned, as far as just exposure to the sport. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, but in a level-headed way because FC Lugano. Do you think this will increase the level of play not only for the fire, but if more and more clubs continue to build European relationships. Definitely. This nice. isn't new, I would say, in the MLS. I mean, it's new-ish, mm. but clubs like Colorado already have a relationship with Arsenal. FC Dallas has a relationship with Bayern. Wow. wow. Right? Oh. It's not the same as FC Lugano, No, <laughs> but I am excited to have some sort of relationship. When you put it like that, I'm like, sure... We'll take the random Swiss club. (laughs) I would rather just wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure how the, how that works, but you know, we'll, we'll try again. Some bad habits just to fix them. Moving over to the EPL for the big game of the week. Last week, we chose the match between Chelsea and Liverpool as our game of the week. Heck we yeah. had, yes. Dave and I had a lot on the line here. Yeah. Dave is a Liverpool fan. I'm a Blues fan. This was one of the first ones we got to watch together. Yes. Like all three of yes. us. All that three was of fantastic. us. Fantastic. It was awesome. It was a great time. It was a really good game. Ended up being a 1-1 draw, but I had a ton of fun. And now I get why people like to do that together and with beer because <laughs> it's excellent. It's a blast. Yes. That's great. <laughs> Brady, can you give us kind of the initial breakdown? Sure. You know how sometimes teams will change their style in order to adapt. They have no chance with these two. They know what they're going to do. They know how they're going to play. And just because we haven't talked about it too much yet this season, I'll dive right in. Liverpool will play their 4-3-3. They call it heavy metal football. Uh, It's very pressy, very intense. They want to attack you at all times. Oh, God, Fabinho played a number six in this game. Henderson and Harvey played dual eights. And then, of course, Liverpool p- 
play with aggressive wingbacks in Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, super high up the field, buzzing around. Firmino plays a false nine with this team. And then we had Salah and Mane out on the wings, just be dangerous. And then Matip and Virgil deal with Lukaku somehow, please. And thank you. CFC, Chelsea, play that 3-4-3. We've talked about this a little bit more. Two number sixes in Conte and Jorginho. Wingbacks Reese James and Alonso get really high up the field. Lukaku in the middle. Mountain Havertz playing those dual number 10s. Rudiger Espiriqueta, those outside center backs. And then Christensen sweeping it up. Yes. Two big-time teams, big-time matchup. And right off the bat, Liverpool looked like they were playing at home. Looked yes. comfortable. Yes, yeah, they A couple definitely. really good looks for Liverpool within the first 15 minutes. In, in the 10th minute, Alexander-Arnold has a beautiful Ugh. deep pass to Henderson, who has his one touch, but puts it wide. It's a tough... Yeah. That would have been a really tough goal, but is one that just, oh, he's so close. Yeah, take another touch, man. Like, geez. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He did have the time on this team. He did. Yeah, have that would the have time. been huge because you definitely could feel the energy from the crowd being at Anfield. And I think mm-hmm. if you put that one away, this game is wide open for Liverpool to run away with it. But indeed, would have been, but it's actually have. Chelsea. It's Chelsea that scores first in the 22nd minute. Havertz has a header off of the corner kick opportunity. It's it's actually off the back of his head, <laughs> over the keeper, and into the corner of the so net cool. to give Chelsea the 1-0 lead. Unbelievable touch. Wow. Wouldn't... I, I have never seen a header like that go in the net, actually. Yep. Nice high looper. Goes over the goalkeeper who's got no shot. I would say this is Robertson's first game back, and it's little tiny moments like these that tend to show it. And he just was a little slow to react to this corner kick at the near post. And Havertz isn't necessarily shooting here. He's just trying to flick it towards the far post. But I'm sure he was ecstatic when it went in, of course. Yeah, I totally agree with you, though, Brady, because... Robertson seemed a little, a few steps off. And when we were all sitting on the couch, I think it was later on in the second half, I was calling for Samikas and uh, mm-hmm. it happened. Didn't come as fast as I thought it would. So I think Pop <laughs> was trying to get him kind of caught up to speed. Mm-hmm. Obviously we paid for it early in this game. Yeah. Yep. That's a good call. So that goal is obviously a big moment in that first half. The biggest moment in the game comes later in the first half. In the first minute of stoppage time, there is a corner kick for Liverpool. Pinball action happens. Ball's bouncing around in the box. Reese James finds himself on the goal line, or rather puts himself on the goal line because Mendy is down having just blocked three shots in a row. (laughs) He prevents the ball from going in but the ball hits his arm, bounces off of his knee, hits his arm, while his arm, instinctually, I may add, is moving forward to prevent the word. ball from crossing the, the line. It like we we all agreed watching it. That's an instinctual movement where you're just anything to get to stop the ball from going mm-hmm. in the net. It doesn't matter though, because that is a handball that is dog so, meaning LFC gets a PK. Mo Salah, of course, is going to get that opportunity, puts it in, no problem. So, Liverpool have now tied the game. Reese James has a red card. He's out for the rest of the game. So now Chelsea is a man down. You talk about giving up a goal at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Try red card and goal at the end of the half. Yeah, What a momentum killer. For Chelsea. It was all at once. And most oh. was screaming. Everybody was losing yeah. their minds. Anfield just how do you exploded. Not win that game? The fans are back <laughs> into it. It's almost like Chelsea used that half to, to uh to reassemble, to really find out, okay, how are we gonna do this? It almost happened at exactly the right wrong time for Liverpool. 
maybe. I don't know. Right. Because maybe if that happens at the beginning of the second half, Chelsea doesn't have the they time can, to yeah. really think about it. However, I, I did want to touch on dog. So is denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity for any of you who didn't understand what that meant. And that basically means that that's a red card for any defender who does that. It's, it's for things like stopping the ball from going into the net on the end line with your hand. <laughs> yep. Cannot do it. As we mentioned just moments ago, Chelsea comes out and they are in full defense mode mm-hmm. in the second half. They're clearly trying to just hold a tie. They're playing away from home. They're definitely playing for the tie and they're a man down. So they drop back. They're playing to make sure Liverpool doesn't score a goal in that second half. Exactly. This is perfect 10 men strategy. You're not trying to win the ball high up the field. This is bunker down, park that bus. Havertz made way for uh, Thiago Silva. So now we put another center back on there. He played sweeper. It pushed Christensen out to the right. And then Azpilicueta ended up playing the right back position. I would call it a wing back, but there's no wing here. We're we're just sitting back and playing right back for the rest of this half. Uh, I did want to touch on Dave. Do you know what's going on with Firmino? He went off early. Well, he went off at the end of the first half. Yeah, it's still a little gray here. Uh, quote from Liver, uh, Liverpool's manager, uh, Jurgen Klopp, uh, regarding Firmino's injury. Serious? I don't know. Serious enough to take him off? Yes. So that's where we were at a day ago, and nothing's changed. Oh, good. So. It's <laughs> very <laughs> revealing. It's terrible. <laughs> we don't know. Speak. It sounds like uh, a lot of people are kind of thinking that it's more than just a knock, though, um, at this mm. point in time. If he had to come off like that, uh, might be a little extra time. Not that Liverpool has lack of attacking talent, though. So right. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good to hear. But it's nothing too, too serious anyway. In that second half, so basically what we have, Chelsea's back playing defense. Liverpool, obviously, they're playing to win. They're a man up. They're at home. They have opportunities left and right in this second half. At least, I mean, they had shots. Not all of them were great shots, but they had a lot of them. And it was basically just watching Liverpool take shots all second half. Each one of them took another year off my life. Mm-hmm. Did not have a ton of fun because <laughs> every time I looked away, they had the I ball. Didn't or every time I looked at the screen, <laughs> they had the ball. They're taking shots. Uh, whew, a lot the of beauty stress. of ties in yes. soccer. How can yes. both of you be upset after yeah. leaving a game? Yeah, that'll do it. A lot of standing up, holding my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In disbelief, you know. There was beer sure spillage. You guys that. Oh yes, yeah, there was beer was, spillage. Yes. So we spilled a beer. <laughs> I did. It was me. Oh man. <laughs> to prove your anxiety and numbers, Herman, the expected goals after the game: three point three one for Liverpool, zero point nine three for Chelsea. Way to hold on there. <laughs> yeah, Mindy had a great game along with the Chelsea defense. Mendy did give up that penalty kick, but that's what Mo Salah does is score goals. So mm-hmm. not right. much he really could have done there. Ugh. Yeah. And again, Mendy's expected saves in this game were 5.19, yet he made six saves, which means that he's outperforming. Mm-hmm. He's playing better than the numbers would expect him to play, which is impressive. Yes. So even though Chelsea is back in defense mode, they did managed to counterattack a couple times against Liverpool. Lukaku had a chance earlier in the second half to put one away. A scissor kick got blocked. Um, good recovery from Liverpool there. Sure. I thought Chelsea did a really good job of killing this game because if you do just sit back and just let Liverpool mm-hmm. come at you, you're yeah. going to concede. So you do need these rare moments, even if they are rare, to get out of your box, to get into the other half. And a lot of it relies on Lukaku holding the play up, 4v1, get off me, get fouled, or find another teammate and drag everybody yeah. forward. They did he's a really, great job. He's yeah. been next level this season. Yeah. Uh, I was Chelsea, sweating every time we had an Trump. opportunity. Sorry. for, But I was just like, every time we had an opportunity, I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like, they're going to make it, yeah. you know, make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chelsea are so good at so many things, including that yeah. sit and counter. They can do that as well. Yeah. Uh, 
I also thought they played defense extremely well. They forced Liverpool into 40, 0 crosses and 12 corner kicks. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of crosses. <laughs> it's usually our bread and butter though, man. You got Trent and Robertson just whipping it in, you know, 40, mm. not so great crosses. So. Yeah. Yeah. They completed 25% of them, which is actually pretty good, but there's a lot of bodies in the box for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, it was a really fun match. It was tense for that second half for both of us. Uh, but Red cards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Red cards will do that to a game. Uh, yeah. Red cards are brutal. Make it really hard to win a game yeah. when you lose a player for a whole <laughs> half and you're not at home. I personally, I'm really happy with the tie here. I think Chelsea does an amazing job adapting to the game plan, considering all the factors coming out shows how resilient a club they are. I'm really excited to see these two clubs play next time. I'm hoping for no red cards. I would love to see a shootout, Dave. I think it'd be fun, but really defense kind of dominated. Yeah, no, it did. That's good though for both our clubs. It's a good sign. So thank you both for getting together, watching that game. Ton of fun. Cannot wait until Tottenham and Chelsea or Liverpool and Tottenham play next. I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm not sure who's up, but we should definitely do that again should the opportunity present itself. Certainly. EPL news. Any big things coming out of? We'll start with Chelsea because I'm talking (laughs) and we just talked about them. Fine. (laughs) Um, No real news. There's some rumors about possible smaller moves them loaning players probably to help pay for Lukaku. Um, I really doubt anything happens at this point before the transfer window closes. And by the time this comes out, uh, that window will be firmly shut. True. Um, So no, no real news now. I think I'm just excited to see them continue to improve and play well. Dave, what about Liverpool? Uh, As I said last week, not really expecting anything. So... Mm -hmm. Nothing really going on this week. You know, everybody's getting really excited about Mbappe, but that was never going to yeah, happen. No, he was so, never leaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did do the Champions League draw this past week. Uh, Liverpool has a group that I think they'll get out of. Uh, Atletico Madrid, AC Milan, and Porto. Uh, but it is, is a, tough, a tough group. It's a tough one, but I think they'll get out. AC Milan hasn't been themselves for years, you know, coming close to the I don't know. It has to be five to seven years since they've been lights out, you know, and then Porto is just kind of middle of the champions league uh, talent pool. I feel so I think we'll be okay. Porto are always a tough matchup, I would say. And Milan had one of their best seasons last season. So I'm rooting for them now that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I make it easy to root against Liverpool. I expect nobody to, Nobody will become a Liverpool fan from this podcast. They'll just learn to hate Liverpool. So Brady has cursed your Champions League run. Aha. <laughs> no, no, no. Porto, we've played in the years past, and we've always been able to get through them. Okay. Um, not, not saying that it's the same year to year, but I do. I don't get too worried about them. And then, yeah, AC Milan could end up, you know, surprising. But I still think that they're figuring things out. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. And then Herman, you had your Champions League draw, too. Can't forget that. Forgot. No. Chelsea. And yeah. How you feeling? I did forget to mention that, but I <laughs> am feeling pretty good with that draw. Obviously, the big one is Juventus. Real good team. However, no more Ronaldo. Slightly there. less Ronaldo, yes. Yeah. So, Fine. catching them in a good time, but I'm sure they'll put up a fight. The other two are Malmo and Zenit, and Zenit is the best team in Russia. Uh, and I don't know much about Russian soccer other than I'm sure they're big and scary looking. Uh, and Malmo is where Zlatan got his start, correct? FC Zlatan. Yes. So obviously some history there capable of putting out good players. I don't really know much about those teams, but this will be a good education for me. Sure. Uh, seeing some of those champions. It's part of the excitement of champions. Yeah. Because you just see right. clubs you never would otherwise. It's very fun. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, Brad, your turn. The hot spurs. 
Tottenham. Oh, What's going on do, over there? Do we want to talk about the the league leading Hotspurs? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, uh, sure. We should. Uh, Kane has started the last two games. He started the three nothing <laughs> victory against uh, Pacos and got himself a brace. So that's great. And then started against Watford in a win. He's back. He is back. Also, Son had uh, his 200th appearance against Watford and a goal. Was one of those free kick shot crosses uh, where you put it on goal to the far post. If one of your teammates touches it, it goes in. If it doesn't, it goes in and you get a goal. That was fantastic. Uh, So, yeah, I'm not sure why everyone's so surprised. Obviously, the Spurs were going to be, you know, one of the front runners all season long. You know, haven't dropped a point yet. Feels good to be on top. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little, little salt on that popcorn, eh? Yeah. Mm. No, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's garlic salt and it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Fine. Um, you mentioned that Kane got a brace in Thursday's victory. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Two goals. Ooh. One shy of a hattie. Okay. Which Interesting. is a hat trick. All right. Bringing it back to the USA. USA Watch. Who USA Watch breaking news? The World Cup qualifications are coming up. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. Spoiler alert: might have something to do with the game of the week. Oh wow! Ooh, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But Brady, can you bring us up to speed on the team, the roster? What's going on? Just going to run it through real quick. We can discuss it. Some quick hitters. Goalkeepers, Ethan Horvath, Zach Steffen, Matt Turner. Defenders, George Bello, John Brooks, Serginho Dest, Mark McKenzie, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, James Sands, DeAndre Yedlin, Walker Zimmerman. Moving to the midfield, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Sebastian Legette, Weston McKinney, Christian Roldan. And finally, to the goal scorers, Brendan Aronson, Conrad De La Fuente, Jordan Pifak, Ricardo Pepe, huge, need to talk about him, Christian Pulisic, I mean Captain America, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, and Tim Weah, although I think that Tim Weah went down with an injury as of today. What? But let's talk immediately about Pepe, because no caps yet for the U.S., but as soon as he gets one, because we will be getting him one pretty early on in this process, he is a U.S. national teamer for the rest of the time. He chose us over Mexico. Nice. Excellent. Thank you, Pepe. That is a big deal because that normally doesn't happen. You have a chance to play for Mexico. You go play for Mexico. And this guy is, I grew up in America. They've given me all of my opportunities. I'm going to go play for America. That's pretty great. That's great. That's excellent. Otherwise, do we have any surprises for you, Dave? Anyone we want to talk about otherwise? No, this looks like our squad, though. I'm excited. You know, this is pretty uh, much a one. Huge. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's uh, it'll be exciting to see how they play. Let's go get them. I'm a little surprised at the lightness of the midfielders. We only have five midfielders compared to eight forwards, but I think some of those forwards will play some of those midfield spots. Yeah. I was going to like throw one thing out there too. I was, when we were looking at the goalkeepers, like, uh, you know, Stefan and Turner, obviously are on the roster. I'm wondering like, do you go with the hot hand with Turner? Like I was like, Stefan not playing week to week, you know, that's a great question. That's going to be fun to see. It comes down to training. It comes down to what do you see in training? Mm -hmm. I don't think Horvath will start. I think we'll put it that way. Zach or Matt. I, I mean, in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Turner has been lights out and yeah. I'm thinking maybe give him the nod. That'd be fun. Very cool. Okay. So we've talked about the roster moving forward to the games we have to play El Salvador on Thursday at nine Oh five PM should be a solid win. Traveling to CONCACAF away arenas is always incredibly difficult. And yet this is still a must win for me. We cannot leave it late to get points like we did last time because even though we don't want to, we have to remember what happened last time trying to qualify for the World Cup. Let's score early points, pile them up. The earlier, the better. Also, yeah. Also, one quick note. There is no VAR, no VAR 
in what? any of these uh, World Cup qualifiers oh, for CONCACAF. Really? Not every arena is set up for it. And also just win the dang games without it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like yeah. that. True. Uh, some nice. other games in the near, near future. Canada is on Sunday. And then we are at Honduras before our next episode will come out on Wednesday, September 8th. So just have that in the back of your minds. We won't be able to really reflect on it too much next week because the game will be over by the time. It's going to be a big there. one too. Dang. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about that one. Yeah. Visiting Honduras is not an easy place to go play. So looking ahead at next week for our game of the week, sticking with the U.S. theme, oh, yeah. our game of the week will be... The U.S. men's national team versus Canada, Sunday, September 5th at 7 p.m. A rivalry as old as time itself or as old as Brady is now. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Bam. I got you. Old man. Old man. (laughs) And we need to discuss predictions for each of us. Dave? What is, what's your prediction for the score game of the week next week? U.S., Canada? I think this is our A squad, like Ed mentioned, but I also was pretty impressed with Canada in the Gold Cup. Um, So, and they were also without one of their best players. But like I said, that was kind of not our best roster either during that tournament. So I'm going to go two to one. I think we'll give up one goal. Uh, Is Davies scoring or assisting that one goal? Ooh. That's a very good question. I didn't really think that one out, but I'm going to go with scoring. He's just going to dribble through all of our players like okay. he did in the Champions League and then put it in the back of the net himself. Need Miles Robinson one to man kick show. Him yeah. Before he yeah. Does Sounds that. like a good idea. <laughs> nice. I think the U.S. is going to come away with the victory here as well against Canada. I'm going to go with a typical soccer score. One to zero. I think the U.S. is going to walk away with a clean sheet because one of the things I remember about watching the men's team in the Gold Cup, Gold Cup, excuse me, is Matt Turner. Yeah, beast, beast of a keeper. I think we still got some things to work out. Canada is a good team. They did play well in the Gold Cup. I'm going one zero, and I am going to be slightly braver than you. Two nothing, oh. USA. I just let's let Pulisic run free. Let's let the midfield totally dominate this game. Deal with Alfonso Davies and grab a couple goals. I think we can do it. I think this squad is one of the best I've seen in a U.S. jersey in quite a while. Other games that are happening this weekend. Red Stars versus Gotham FC. That's again on September 4th at 6 p.m. Need that victory, Red Stars. Keep it going. Other games from around the world. Brazil versus... World Cup qualifying everywhere. Yes. Brazil versus Chile on September 2nd. And Brazil versus Argentina, September 5th. These are big powerhouses. Mm -hmm. Comey ball qualifiers are always fun. Yeah. That'd be good. Good soccer this weekend. Now, before we let you go, we, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a couple months ago, we had some listeners write in with some questions, and we've now gathered enough good questions that we can do another mailbag segment. Thank you, listeners, for sending those questions in. Please continue to do so at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah, baby. First question. How do we all know each other? Fantastic question. (laughs) He says the streets. Okay, good. (laughs) We all went to college together at Illinois Wesleyan. And I don't, (laughs) I don't know why we all ended up friends, but uh, I think just poor, poor, (laughs) poor judging character, I think is probably the leading. (laughs) answer there. Uh, We also were all members of the same fraternity in college. And Ian is a member of that same fraternity as well. So brotherhood 
It kept the assassins together. It kept us together. Nice. Love it. <laughs> Next question. Who did the intro song? The Windy City Wingers. You can probably tell from that that it was not me. I don't have that nice pitch. Don't have that nice voice. Who was it? It was me. It was Brad the Bard. Uh, did the arranging and performing and recording. And then Ian did the beautiful production work necessary. Um, yeah, I like it. It's quite fun. And uh, yeah, thanks for liking it. <laughs> it is really good. And I remember when the first time that we heard it, Dave actually got so excited that he wasn't able to go to bed for the next hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was he pretty got too amped pumped up. up. Yeah. <laughs> and I am picturing you shotgunning beers and headbanging to the Windy oh, City yeah. Ringer song yeah. the first time you heard it. <laughs> Going all out. This is a this next question is a well-timed question considering we just got done watching our first ever game, the three of us together for the podcast. Do you have any pre-watching match rituals or superstitions? Mine is beer, as it is for <laughs> most sporting events. Nice. I would say no, not watching for me at least. I guess more playing, and that was playing Ooh, when I was younger. That's a great. What are? But that's yeah. a great question. What were be, your yeah. pre-match rituals when you were playing? I mean, I was just as an athlete back then. Like I was just a psycho in general. Like socks on in a certain order. Like shoes on. Like shoelaces. Okay. Certain warm ups. Certain warm up oh, okay. music. It it got kind of weird, but you know, it was <laughs> well, a long you, time ago. And I think when when you <laughs> establish a routine too, it helps though. Yes, it does. It does. And but yeah, watching definitely not. No. So Brad, uh, pre-watching if you have anything, sure. and then also when you were playing soccer. If I can, I make it to the Atlantic. It's my favorite place to watch the Spurs mm. play. Uh, however, uh, really, when I'm watching, it's just. I want to know both lineups. I want to know who are the people I don't know, uh, especially on the opposing team, because most of the time I know mm. just about everything about my own team. But uh, it's That's just I idea. like to at least look at what are they doing and what might they try to do. And, you know, just put myself in the mind space of a coach or something. Just fake it, really. Uh, as far as playing, I, too, was pretty crazy about it, and I still am. I have the same warm up that I do before every game. In fact, one of my teammates one time was like, where's, oh, there he is. When I was doing like the same, it was just very funny. He just <laughs> called me out immediately. Um, but back in the day, I had a playlist of like six or seven very heavy metal songs. And well, not so heavy because one of them was Evil Angel by Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great I song. Say, I was about to call you out on that. So. Yeah, not so, so heavy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, the, I had the same playlist and then definitely warm up was always the same. So, yeah. I was going to say there was one more thing too. Yeah. Like I thought this was like a, like a ritual thing. And then I found out like everybody did it when I first started watching soccer was like the wake up for like the six thirty game and just kind of roll out of bed and then like just watch mm. from the couch and go in and out of sleep. It's almost like the three o'clock game for NFL football. You know, that's where you take your nap. <laughs> like you just yeah. do it the first game, you know, like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, something happened on red zone. Oh, somebody scored. Yep. Sweet. Like, yeah. There is something about the three o'clock games that just put me to sleep almost every yep. <laughs> single Sunday, unless your team is playing. And then yes, it, it's it might possibly be the beer. Yes, that's probably. Uh, oh boy, you would know as the oldest one in the group what beer oh, does. Oh no, to... no. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of beers, our last question is: When are breakfast beers appropriate? My go-to answer: If it's your birthday, as many many birthday beers as you want, and since given the time zone differences between here and England, if soccer is on and you're watching Premier League soccer in the morning, crack open a brewski. It puts you in the time zone. Yeah. yeah. Does, time travel technique. It? I, for me, if I'm actually at one of the really, really early games at the bar, which they do open occasionally for those, 
Uh, I'll start with a coffee. <laughs> Irish, perhaps. Yes. An Irish coffee, perhaps. And then kind of move into the beer. But if it's a 9 a.m.er and I get to the, the bar at 8, I'm going to, you know, get, get myself a Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would argue appropriate never. Do I still do it? Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're not always trying to be appropriate while watching soccer. No, no that's true. If you're going to day drink with your friends. Encourage hooliganism. <laughs> yeah, you know, brunch. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Thank you again for sending in those questions. Continue to send them in. We are found on Instagram at Windy City Wingers. There is a link to our Patreon on there as well. Feel free to go ahead, check that out. Throw us a little quiche if you want to. Greatly appreciate it. Help us grow that podcast, expand the network. More information for you on Patreon, what you will get if you sign up for our Patreon coming soon to you. Mentioned it earlier. I'll hit it with you again. That email is windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Send us questions. Give us feedback, whatever you want through there. Brady, give them your socials. Where you sure. at? At stat underscore bro on Twitter, stat bro, or Instagram at bradthebard13. I did just release a new EP. Please check it out anywhere you yes. get your music. No. Uh, yes. Immediately following, listening to all of our episodes over and over on the Windy City Wingers. Thanks. <laughs> I did check that out too. Great, great covers. Great EP from Brad. Go hear that beautiful mm-hmm. voice. Doing really cool things with the looper pedal. His small looper pedal and the big looper pedal. <laughs> All good. Go check that out. Dave, how about you? Where can we find you? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at WCW Dave. Excellent. Thank you, boys. Thank you to all our listeners, as always. We'll catch you next week on Thursday with a breakdown of our game of the week, all the other games that are happening. A little bit of a shorter menu because of the international break. However, we'll have plenty of content for you next week. Keep tuning in. Thank you as always. Oh, yeah. Look out, Canada. Canada.